Uh, you know what I love? I love when people who just started um, a uh, social media account like 12 months ago slide into my DMs like it's nothing. Uh, you look at their account. Created April 2001. Huh, sounds legit, sounds legit. See, now, instead of rhetorically asking someone, do you think I was born yesterday? We now have to ask, do you think I, do you think I think you were born yesterday? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the World According to Kyle podcast. How are you doing, everybody? Uh, and I brought this up because I noticed a uh, uptick in my DMs from uh, random people who were born a few months ago uh, or who started using social media uh, a few months ago. I've been noticing an uptick in my DMs from uh, the, from these ra- random people, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering... I'm wondering right now if it has anything to do with uh, the OnlyFans uh, porn ban. <laughs> and uh, perhaps, uh, you know, there's some cause and effect there. Uh, I haven't quite looked into it that deeply. Um, but uh, I would just like to say, like, um, I think uh, in the future that... Um, I think these companies, by going too hard to uh, the censorship route, are going to end up screwing themselves in the end because we're just going to get more and more desensitized to uh, to uh, um, uh, violence and sexuality that uh, the, the next company that will succeed and overtake... Uh, and overtake these companies that are in existence will be the ones who are just willing to uh, not censor themselves uh, just a little bit more. So, um, as far as the OnlyFans thing goes, like, I mean, I hey, uh, uh, if you can make money off of it, then fine. It, it, it's alright. I don't know why we gotta play the moral high ground here. I mean, it's definitely better than a, uh, if, a girl going out and... Um, and uh, playing the streets for like uh, four hours, uh, you know, between like uh, 12 and uh, 4 a.m. or something like, okay, you know, that's, it's all right. I don't use uh, uh, OnlyFans uh, for porn or anything, so it's fine. But I mean, uh, if people make money doing it, there are worse things that you can be doing. Uh, so I think, I just think that the general direction of social media and going in, uh, into the direction of, uh, censorship and restriction is just going to end up screwing the sites, uh, in the long run in favor of the, uh, next site that does the exact same thing as them, except it's willing to, uh, uh, have its users be, uh, have more freedom, uh, with what they're both posting and consuming. So, um, that was my quick, uh, rant on the intro in the state of, uh, technology and social media era. Now, normally what, uh, the main structure of the show is to do, uh, a first segment, uh, of news and a second segment where I go into sports, but this one is going to be a little bit different because you smell that? You smell that? Football is in the air. 
Football is in the air, folks, and I could not be more excited. So uh, I'm going to switch things up a little uh, on account of, uh, you know, uh, football on the horizon. And uh, we're going to start with, uh, we're going to start, we're, we're going to start with the world according Kyle sports. TWA2K sports. Let's get it. Okay. Uh, well, we're gonna get a few of the uh, of the side topics out of the way before we finally uh, dip into our first sets of bets and our first sets of lines and our first sets of preseason analysis from the NFL. We'll get uh, we'll get some of the other sports out of the way uh, first. Just a quick. Uh, a quick touch up on them all that we need uh to do because uh there are things we need to be talking about other than football so let's go get that out of the way and we can have a a good time shooting the shit uh, the, uh shooting the shit this sunday afternoon mind you uh, uh with uh some football okay so uh first uh first lineup is i want to kind of play UFC matchmaker a little bit um I now this could be just a complete pipe dream but I think this would be Dana White you know uh heavy load uh meme uh of like the century okay so I was thinking uh Voltega or sorry (laughs) Volkanovsky and uh Ortega are gonna be fighting uh at the end of September uh for UFC uh 266 now uh I uh am anticipating an Ortega win uh based on how he was looking now playing matchmaker ahead into the future how would this sound Ortega versus fucking Holloway for the belt oh my god (laughs) like like and i the thing is i thought holloway won the second match against volkanovsky this match with ortega probably shouldn't even be happening but ortega coming out looking like a like world beater his last uh his last outing has got me has put the UFC world on notice on absolute notice and uh he's a type of guy who can go uh toe to toe with a with a Volkanovski and come out ahead so I'm really I'm really rooting for that to happen I would love to see that happen cuz Holloway versus uh Ortega if uh he if if Brian Ortega is the type of fighter that we uh seen just fucking style on <laughs> zombie like that if he is that type of guy then uh then the Holloway and Ortega fight would just it, it is like a um you know like it's everything like Connor fans want in the Connor fights but like UFC uh you know real ufc guys uh like that would be something to to behold and um just regarding uh the poirier situation how he's wanting to how he wants to fight diaz is like you know you i don't think that's a fight you want to see but uh, in the same in the same uh circumstance i really don't uh, i guess i don't mind uh 
Poirier fucking, you know, milking, uh, milking what he's got as kind of like a, uh, not, not, not a middle finger, but, uh, kind of like, uh, you know, turning the other cheek to the way the, uh, MMA media has been regarding the promoting of it, uh, of its superstars. I think maybe that's, uh, that's a good way for him to like subtly dig at, uh, how the, M- uh, how the UFC, uh, fixes matches and or not fixed like fixes meaning the fixes in but how they um, how they align uh, fighters to to fight against each other not that they're fixing the <laughs> the actual matches don't get don't get me twisted here uh, but how they uh, how, how how they're setting the match uh, matches up and how are they uh, how they're promoting the fighters and promoting the wrong people and not giving enough uh, spotlight to to giving the spotlight to the ones with the loudest mouths instead of uh the one so i see i see that and uh you know i'm just hoping it won't last more than a couple uh fights before uh you know poirier will have to fight someone serious i don't mind him taking like you know a one or two fight um you know uh uh, you know, glory run, uh, like, tr- uh, of just trotting it out and, uh, and styling on, um, you know, former UFC greats. That's fine. And Poirier has definitely earned, uh, uh, earned his spot at, uh, at doing that. So, I mean, I don't think you can really hate it. Um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, a lot of these matchups, how, how they, uh, how they end up playing out and uh, certainly the uh, Gon and uh, Naganu will uh, w- will be a big part of uh, what's going on with uh, the UFC's heavyweight uh, division going forward as well. So uh, yeah, not too much on uh, UFC. We kind of haven't had any uh, real major matchups. We're waiting on the uh, uh, Ortega Holloway, uh, or sorry, the um, uh, Ortega and um volkanovsky fight we're waiting on kind of that's the next real major uh ufc ufc stepping stone that uh i'm most interested in um now switching over to uh to the nba uh and uh just a a a couple quick things like i know i shat on the nba how it's structured a little bit uh last time around with like the uh point structure um that in my mind comes second to the uh the the most significant problem that the nba has right now which is manufactured non-parity in the NBA, uh, manufactured non parity in a sports league in general, how um, the economics and uh, and the dynamic of uh, how the NBA is structured—it's—it's—it's it, it, like uh, how you say football is a league of parity, and the NFL is a league of parity that it's able to like uh, you know. If you go, uh, you know, uh, two and fourteen, well, last year, so I guess it would be uh, uh, two and fifteen uh, this year. So you go like two and fifteen th- uh, this year in the uh, in the NFL with those draft picks, you're expected to be able to produce a uh, winning team in a couple years because you are getting uh, those draft picks in the NBA. 
you know, you could uh, pick first round draft picks five years in a row. It won't really matter because your players are just gonna uh, are are just gonna get uh, poached from you by higher destination uh, by higher um, preferred destinations uh, uh, of the NBA of the NBA players and whoever's superstar uh, at that time now. Um, Giannis, maybe he threw a monkey wrench into that and some players are going to want to go uh, out in Milwaukee. But I think it's, uh, I think that overall is like, I can say my uh, differences with like the technical aspects of how basketball is played, but that's just how it's choose uh, to be played. If uh, basketball chooses to be played in a way that rewards the easiest points, uh, that's rewards easy points to get more than it should uh by um account of probability and how uh, hard it is to get then that's 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 what they want to that that's what they want to do fine it's that's the game that is how it is set up but i would uh uh but the, i think at the core if you want to talk about like uh okay let's just uh what is the core issue that's uh you know non because the game has set up just the way it's set up and how you're able to exploit it is uh it is it, it, it is at your physical and mental ability um but i would say the main issue with the NBA right now is is non parity and going too far in a direction where teams uh, feel like it's pointless for them to even own, other than the fact that it's making money. I mean, uh, the like the purpose of owning a team is because you think you can win, <laughs> and if you if if you're if your system is good, if your farm system is good, if you're developing good. And you're unable to win just because of the setup. Then I think that's I think that's I think that's an issue at its core. And I think that that's gonna uh, if there wasn't as much if there like if there this would be more of an issue if there wasn't as much money in, in the NBA and the players are played or paid excuse me a uh, agree, egregious amounts uh, uh, because of like the because of the dynamics of the NBA and that you only need 20 man rosters you don't need like 52 uh man rosters like they have in the NFL so you can play you can pay uh you, you know um you know veteran uh veteran role players like 20 million dollars a year <laughs> and and uh you can't do that uh in the NFL uh but the the number one issue with the NBA right now is non is non parity and uh, like if you don't feel like your team can win based on uh, its geographical location that should drive ownership away and honestly that's part of the reason why I love the NFL is like it's uh, uh, a year to year league even though Tom Brady has been dominating it's always it's never been secondary uh, any sort of uh, huge secondary threat all the time it's always been different uh sets of teams that have caught fire and almost had the right formula but wasn't just uh wasn't quite there you know and uh like with the nba it's just not like that and i think it's uh i think at the end of the day if um the (laughs) 
if the ultimate goal of your players, if the large majority of the people around you isn't to win an NBA championship, which it isn't, because money and location come come first. And uh, so if, like, can we all agree that that is a higher priority than winning an NBA championship for a lot of players, right? Like, I mean, I don't think I'm going out, uh, I'm going out on a limb there. Uh, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think you can use a lot of evidence to, uh, to support that. So I, right now, I, even if you feel it's 50, 50, that half the players, uh, want to genuinely win the championship, half the players want to get as uh, paid as they can and, uh, be in a nice location. Even if it's at half and half, then that's a problem because uh, I don't think you're able to have a uh, functioning sports uh, sports league and have that not be the have uh, winning winning a championship not be the overwhelming desire um, of the of everybody involved uh, involved in it and uh, for better or for worse, that's why I do not. Uh, I do not stack LeBron with greatest of all times, with other uh, greatest of all times, because I I think every other greatest of all time left the sport in a better situation, that the sport overall was better for them having... Uh, for them having been involved with it. Like, uh, like uh, they, you know, they dominated... But they like. I think the also that the sport was is not uh, that the sport was better off for them having uh, been involved in it. Now, I'll use the following examples: uh, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky was a goat, uh, a greatest of all time, and the sport of hockey was tremendous after him. He created like five to ten years of amazing uh amazing hockey with how he played the game and how he uh and how he revolutionized the game and passing first and setting people up and becoming a uh uh like a dominant uh dominant uh uh passer and just being such a threat on the ice from both a passing and shooting like he really uh he he really made sure that the sport of any, that he gave his all into the sports so that people would follow him so that the sport would be better off okay gretzky a goat because like because of that shit tiger woods another greatest of all time and i don't and i don't think you can deny that uh that he was so great that the sport of golf afterwards had had become such a um such a reflection of what he put into the game and such a positive uh a positive reflection back uh uh from the other like in the the other golfers that were uh, undoubtedly influenced by uh tiger and tiger's game and they tried to be, and they tried to be like and they tried to be like tiger jordan fucking same uh same thing um like tom brady same thing like the the game of nfl is amazing because uh like because tom brady was like no fuck you you're not knocking me off my off my mantle for so long and now look at the look at like the uh the levels that quarterbacks have stepped up to like i've never felt uh I've never felt better about like the amount of talent in uh, the NFL as I do right now. Like it feels like we are really hitting a uh, amazing point. 
in 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 talent in level of play in the NFL and like that's Tom Brady what can you what can we say about uh, what the things we can say about let me put it this way the things we can say about Michael Jordan uh, and about him and his goat status uh, I don't think we can say the same thing about uh, LeBron, and I don't think the game of NBA is better because of LeBron. I think like he turned it into something that is similar to soccer, where you're uh, trying to draw fouls and trying to uh, like uh, um, trying to play off the referees and have it be uh, have it be a um, you know more of a ballet than a fucking uh, than an athletic competition and uh yeah it's uh i i i don't think like you know a lot of people say uh okay so yeah it's michael and lebron like and i don't think that and i i think i put kobe ahead of ahead of lebron in uh ranking just how just how great they are and wanting to take over in that moment and championships won and you know, maybe in the next four years, LeBron can catch up to the amount of championships Kobe has. But I put him ahead of there. And I think that we're missing. But, you know, people feel the way they feel about LeBron because he's been telling them he's the greatest for this for uh, for, for ever since he's uh, came out of high school and into the NBA. Okay, and so, I mean, when you set those <laughs> when you set those expectations up for yourself, it, uh, I don't think it's unreasonable to, um, and I've been saying this for a while now, and people have been call like uh, calling me out for it, but I don't think it's unreasonable to say that Kobe was a greater uh, player than LeBron overall. If their careers ended, say if LeBron never played another fucking uh, uh, another basket. I say, yeah, you. I would put Kobe ahead of LeBron if uh, LeBron never played again, and he's 36, so that's not uh, unreasonable uh, to think of, like, uh, or that's not an unreasonable position position to take because overall he's not the greatest. He like you know, give Kawhi or KD or uh, Giannis like uh, all these guys. He is not. He's not miles ahead of these guys. Uh, you know, these guys are very on level with him, very on point with him. And, uh, and you know, maybe the NBA, maybe I'm wrong, and the NBA will come out uh, after this um, better. <laughs> um, I, I really don't see it. Like, I see, like... Uh, like it's a lot more like uh, like uh, the NBA's gotten a lot more like America's Next Top Model than it is like uh, compared to football. It's gotten more about like a fucking popularity contest than uh, than anything when uh, basketball is rough. But maybe the technological advancements happen where we can uh, you know exactly deduce like when somebody is. Uh, getting fouled and when they're or block or charge type of you know where the like you know it's like you know a microsecond uh, faster uh you know where we're able to deduce that in real time then who knows maybe but for right now for the short term future um it's a little bit of a shit show and uh and uh you know it's just kind of silly like when like uh t like it's just super team you know there's like two 
or three teams that can possibly win uh, the championship at the end of the day. Is this uh, it, there needs to there has to be a better way. <sighs> okay, so enough of enough of that. You know we got we got pigskins in the air, boys and girls. We have football back, and uh, it's been glorious. First of all, um, salute to fall a fallen soldier, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I have money against the Ravens in the last podcast. Uh, I bet a guy uh, on. So basically, Ravens can't win. It can't go to, sorry, cannot uh, sh- uh, be present in a Super Bowl for the next two years, and I win $500. Now, I don't, you'd never want to go out, you never want to win because of an injury, because I don't think that uh, that wasn't the reason why I made the bet. I made the bet be- not because some injury is going to happen and, and switch it. Uh, I made the bet because I thought that they they would not beat the other teams in the AFC to get to the Super Bowl if need, if it happened. And you never need like to see it go out that way. I hope uh, you know hope J.K. comes back from his ACL and uh, and is fine. And they can get a replacement. It's not out of the realm of possibility just because J.K. Dobbins is out. I know that's not why uh, Lamar fans think <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens are going to the Super Bowl uh, in the next two years. But uh, it's definitely a blow because he did look uh, promising for uh, at least the near-term uh, run game from um, the Baltimore Ravens. So salute to uh, fallen soldier J.K. Dobbins. Now, um, since I'm a Bengals fan, we will have uh, Bengals talk happening uh, on the steady. And uh, now, um, the Bengals are going to be playing today. As I record this, it is uh, it's Sunday, August uh, 28th. Right now, it is 2.30, uh, 2.30 p.m. And the Bengals are Eastern Standard Time, uh, the time zone where most people are paying attention. And uh, the um, the Bengals are going to be playing at 4 p.m. Uh, and so um, this would be the first time Joe Burrow hits the uh, field since uh, his uh, ACL MCL uh, injury. And uh, we're going to see how he we're going to see how he looks like. Um, uh, I just wanted to say uh, regarding. Um, Regarding Jamar Chase, uh, that uh, you know, I don't know if you guys seen the meme where uh, they had Jamar Chase when he selected his uh, when he got selected, uh, you know, with the fifth overall pick uh, uh, in this past draft. They had him um, slowly morphing into uh, John Ross. John Ross being the uh, infamous uh, bust. Uh, from what was it the 2019 uh, draft season where since he drafted him um, I want to say like ninth overall uh, after he ran a 4-2-2 and uh, fucked up his hammy while he was doing it during the NFL combine not a great sign I would say uh, if someone sprains their hammy trying to go to ham uh, at the NFL combine that um you know, maybe pick and choose your spots. Uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, if you run a four-two-five at the combine and don't fucking uh, 
throw your hamstring, leave your hamstring at uh, the 20-yard line, uh, that would be a better plan of action, I'm just saying. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> right? Like, um, you know, go hard, show what you're working with, but, uh, you know... And I can't believe they still uh, drafted him after that point. Anyways, let's not... Uh, I, I'm a Bengals fan, you know. Um, uh, and part of why I'm a Bengals fan is because I love Bengals ball. I love uh, I love air raid. I love air attack. And you know what? The, the Jamar Chase pick, as much as like I liked Panay Sewell... Um, Full disclosure: I wanted Kyle Pitts to fall to us. Uh, I, th- I I think that if Kyle Pitts fell to us, I would have took Pitts. Um, but I do not mind. I think ch- I think between Chase and Sewell, it was a pretty uh, big toss up. And now that is uh, what what uh, since he taken that pick, that is Bengal ball. That is having just like the uh, high flyingest wide receiving core. And if you think about it, you know, if you if you got Panay Sewell, then you would have like say uh, Dwayne Eskridge or um, or uh, what's his name, the uh, guy on uh, the New York Jets. Um, fuck, I forget his name right now. The Elijah Moore. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, from Ole Miss. So if if you so you could have uh, Sewell and uh, Elijah Moore. Or Chase and, you know, the next uh, offensive tackle that you felt was good. And uh, I don't mind that. That's a Bengals ball pick. That is a, uh, you know, having a ha- having a super stacked wide receiving core uh, and work on, like, and, and work on your O-line, work on developing your O-line up because you've got a couple guys there. You've got, uh, you got Billy Price and Quentin Spain, and uh, now you've got uh, Riley Reef and uh, uh, Carmen. And, uh, like, you know, you've got something to build off of there. you just got to build off of it and push it uh push it back to a direction that's just respectable like you know uh, and then like if uh, and then we are going to attract those next level free free agents if they think we're only uh, a uh, uh, offensive tackle or a center uh, away from um, from being an elite caliber team you're going to attract that so overall I do think it was the right move and you know what the Bengals receivers are cool with it like normally could you imagine if um, if uh, there was like a like legit, you know, one and two wide receiver, and they just draft another <laughs> another wide receiver? But from all that I heard from uh, from uh, it's Tyler Boyd especially, he just sounds like he's so like you know he knows that uh, uh, the way he's talking is like he knows that it's better off it's better off uh, for them to have a dynamic. Uh, wide receiving core instead of uh, instead of having you know two one twos and then a, a not so uh, a not so good uh, uh, option for uh, for the num- for the number three. Now, am I worried about the drops? No, not really. Uh, I, I drops come and go, and what I'm 
what you would what you would worry about more is if his route running did not look good and uh his route running looked fantastic he was uh leaving guys in the dust he was like uh he he, he was dusting like uh Jesse Bates at some uh, at some practices it was just his like drops hey man get in front of jugs machine uh fucking uh you know just have the burrow throw some to you maybe he's used to burrow he hasn't been playing in a fucking year remember he took covid off like these uh you know it's not just gonna come back right right away so even though i i might i might have taken sewell i don't know like if the decision was uh uh up to me in the end I probably would have taken Chase. I it would have, <laughs> because I wanted the weapon anyways, and uh, I think like it's easier to, it's easier to make up talent uh, and play up talent on uh, the ta- in the tackle position than it is to play up talent in uh, the wide receiver position. Uh, and uh, so far, uh, you know. Uh, I'm not even sounding the alarms. No, you know, nor no alarms are sound right now on uh, on Jamar Chase. He looked he he looked fine. Um, I am interested to see uh, Burrow take some uh, take some reps and uh, see uh, how his timing is and everything coming up. That'll be coming up in um, another hour. Or so I wanted to make sure I had enough time to record the pod and then. Uh, and then and then sit down and at least watch Burrow's uh, first uh, first reps. Um, but I just got done watching uh, Tre- Trevor Lawrence, who uh, looked pretty good. Uh, he had two touchdowns, um, one to Visca, and uh, what was it? One to Farrell Cooper, uh, and uh, actually looked uh, looked. Um, you know, he had a couple shaky starts, but uh, was actually looking very good um, uh, this uh, preseason. So, what did he go? He went 11 for 12, 139, and two, one for 139 yards and two touchdowns. 11 for 12. Like, l- legit, he was throwing... Um, he was he, he was throwing thirty yarders like most quarterbacks throw like a fifteen yard out like it it, it is like um uh it is not uh his arm strength was uh really um was really on display this uh the this time around so uh that was good to see uh can't lie I cannot lie about uh, about that because I do uh have him on um one of my fantasy teams so one of um one of my fantasy teams uh i've been selling players from this uh this fantasy team and uh i developed all and i just got draft picks um so like i uh it's a dynasty league so uh, I ended up um, I ended up with a bunch of tra- draft picks. Needless to say, so this year in my in my dynasty league, I had the first, the fourth, and the seventh uh, pick in the first round. Uh, so because of the draft picks I accumulated from selling my guys, um, so I I ended up trading for the first with a couple of uh, with a guy who had the first. I traded uh, two firsts. And uh, and Jerry Judy for the first overall pick, which I took Trevor Lawrence. 
Then it goes number two takes Najee Harris. Number three takes uh, Trey Lance. So I take uh, Jamal Williams because i uh, big fan of the talent. Uh, I think he's poised for a uh, workhorse uh, role. He, show, uh, he, you know, he showed everything you want to see uh, while he was at UNC. And I think uh, you know, he's, his average draft position was like 7 or 8, but I just think uh, he's the best running back in the class. Um, so that's why I took him. I, I, and honestly, to be tr- to be truthful, uh, my uh, running backs are very. Uh, that's the one position of weakness that I have on my fantasy team, which I'll share for you my entire fantasy team in in a, in a second after we go over this first round. So I took Jamal Williams. The next pick was Jamar Chase. The next pick was Kyle Pitts, and so it comes back to me. Now I already had uh, have Joe Burrow, but this is a two quarterback league, so uh, I took uh, Zach Wilson <laughs> because uh, like Zach Wilson's the number two overall graded uh, quarterback. The Jets uh, had absolutely uh, no reservations in announcing him as their pick, and they didn't get pushed off of it. And um, you know what? In watching. Uh, in re- in rewatching Zach Wilson's tape at BYU, I can see I can definitely see why the ability to make the throws uh, and the off balance throws and he reminds me of like a bigger Russell Wilson like uh, 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 like he can make the throws Russell Wilson can make out of the pocket can scramble just for enough like. I, I definitely thought I I kind of agreed with the consensus that he was the uh, that he was the second best prospect in this draft next to Lawrence uh, from a tools and uh, uh, mindset and uh, arm standpoint. Uh, I thought I I definitely thought he was in him. So I went and took Zach Wilson. Now number no, it was only ten team league, so it went Fields, Etn, and Mac Jones for. Uh, for the rest of the picks, but I want to um, share with you my team right now. So, quarterback Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Zach Wilson. I also have the uh, six quarterbacks in max spot in a two quarterback league. I also have Jordan Love, Teddy Bridgewater, and Mason Rudolph. So I all 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 of a sudden, you know, picture me without Lawrence or uh, or Wilson, <laughs> with with just um, Burrow, Rudolph, Bridgewater, Love. Like you know, that's not great. So this draft, I really upgraded my uh, quarterback situation. Uh, now at uh, running back, running back was where I needed my Jamal Williams or Javante Williams for my team because right now I got Montgomery, Swift, Williams, Jamal Williams or Javon Williams, uh, and my um, my other guys on the bench right now are J.D. McKissick, Josh Kelly, D.J. Dallas, and I drafted Trey Sermon this draft. So definitely my running back is not my uh, strong point. Now with my uh, wide receivers, uh, A.J. Brown, D.J. Chark, Debo Samuel. Uh, I have um, Robbie Anderson. Um, I just picked up uh, Terrence Marshall uh, in the draft also. I couldn't believe anybody have him. Uh, for tight ends, I have Cole Komet and Irv Smith. 
And for def, uh, defense, I have the 49ers D and the Washington football team D. So my team is just so young money right now. I am so <laughs> ready to take to take over my league. <laughs> and uh, I think I'm just going to – it's kind of how the – how it worked out i would have loved to have pits but i don't mind hoarding quarterbacks either because like if uh if zach wilson or burrow zach wilson burrow and lawrence if one if all of them kind of are good i could shop one of those guys for a running back easily because it's a two it's a two quarterback league and if you want to win you have to have two quarterbacks and uh a lot of these guys that are uh, showing promise right now like think about it uh uh, how fast it can it can turn around like Kyler Murray okay he looked okay what if he has a bad year this year people are gonna be saying oh you know Arizona needs a new quarterback <laughs> either that or they'd be saying they need a, a new head coach but uh, if Murray genuinely plays bad then uh, you know it can it's a lot more fickle than you think and you need the right guys who are gonna be there for uh, for a while so I'm interested to see um, how my uh how my league plays out and how my uh how my how my picks played out uh so selling off a lot of my uh a, a lot of my high level players for uh young for draft picks and being able to uh uh being able to select my own guys so we'll see how that works uh i just had a complete sell off a complete uh, tank tank mode if you will and uh, I'm hoping to rebuild this team uh, to something to something uh, competitive, <laughs> right? So that that was my uh, that was my dynasty team. Now, uh, just real quickly um, before we go into some bets, uh, we're gonna give some plays, uh, give some plays to you guys that uh, I'm sprinkling a little on. You know, I got my fucking uh, periscope out. I'm like checking, you know. Got my eye on uh, week one and uh, smashed a few bets, tickled a few bets in, and that was today actually before uh, before I just recorded. So I'm gonna share those with you, and uh, you know, uh, one of them is a future, and then the rest we're gonna kind of go down uh, a game by game basis of the week one uh, betting lines. <coughs> but <coughs> excuse me. But uh, before that, uh, I just wanted to get into a real uh, a real nit that I had to pick with um, how uh, how media works in uh, the NFL because I think that um, a lot of people are getting the Denver situation very wrong, and um, uh, a lot of people are throwing shade at um, at uh, Fangio or whoever makes the decisions, uh, the final decisions in Denver, because, um, for one simple reason, because he is rolling with Bridgewater instead of Judy. Now, I know you're going to say, yeah, I have Bridgewater on my face. No, it's not about that, because I have startable quarterbacks outside of him. But um, I think that... Denver's set of goals are not necessarily the set of goals of the team that is tanking. So, uh, you know, they have everything. Not everything, you don't want to say that. They have a lot. Uh, they have great, um, uh, uh, great role players and great positional players. And uh, 
they're they don't have a quarterback, right? But people are saying that they should lose more. They should want to lose more to gain draft capital to get a better team for the um, eventual uh, quarterback, whether it is uh, drafted or whether it is um, uh, it is a trade which it is most likely going to be a trade. So if it is most likely going to be a trade and there's a ton of talent at NFL at the NFL's uh, uh, at the elite level of the NFL that may be seeking uh, new contracts and unable to win at their uh, at, at their previous locations. So what you know um, so Denver's set of goals should not be to um, to um, tank. Their goals should be to prove to uh, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or uh, or whoever, uh, Russell Wilson, whatever, whoever, whether their set of goals is to is to prove to an elite quarterback that they are a team they can that that person uh, that that quarterback can win a Super Bowl with. And attract him to their uh, uh, to their location. That is what Denver is trying to do. So I think that starting Locke would uh, would not help that. You would lose more. You would gain draft capital. But their team's already stacked. What do you need? Uh, what do you need draft capital for another quarterback? Okay, but what if the quarterback class? I don't know anybody that's ranking the quarterback class very highly. So at the best, you're taking shots shots in the dark on uh, Spence Rattler and Sam Howell. Like I do not value uh, this quarterback class as uh, greatly as I did this prior quarterbacks class. So even if you had uh, have the first overall pick. Is that going to be better than having the 15th overall pick uh, this year? No. Uh, in my opinion, no. Because uh, uh, I think the um, three or four quarterbacks that have went before the top tier of next year will be better quarterbacks than the potential number one uh, draft pick in 2022, 2022's NFL draft. Now, uh, could I be swayed? Yes, uh, I was swayed onto Joe Burrow's side when, <laughs> like, when there was no previous evidence that uh, that he was going to be the type of player that he was, and uh, I ended up drafting him for my team. So, could somebody come out and really uh, and really shake things up and get me to switch my uh, uh, opinion on that? Uh, yes. But as of right now, no, uh, I do not think that um, that having a high uh, draft pick next year, if you're looking for a quarterback, uh, is necessarily what you're what you would want, as opposed to attracting a uh, elite level NFL player to your destination. So good old Teddy two gloves, not make much mistakes, not uh, be very, have a, have very low turnovers, maybe not have that super upside, but, uh, but he's gonna, he's gonna show the capabilities of that, uh, of that team, because, you know, when he was uh, with Carolina, they were keeping up in games, they weren't able to, uh, to push it to that, to, to that next level, but the, the, also their defense wasn't as good and they didn't have uh and they didn't have the type of uh skill position players uh around him so um for you know say denver uh say denver gets to like uh 10 wins this year with uh te- with teddy two gloves 
does that not say more than uh, going, um, you know, going 50-50, like, uh, you know, with, uh, with Drew Locke? Or, you know, one game under 500 with Drew Locke? You know, uh, if Teddy wins 11 or 10 or 11 games? I guarantee you, an Aaron Rodgers is gonna is gonna value that a lot more because Tom Brady, you know, uh, Tom Brady is like, uh, oh wow, hey, this Tampa team still went like eight and eight with uh, with um, with uh, Jameis Winston like basically handing the ball off to <laughs> to, the, to to the other team's secondary three times a game. So. Uh, I think that the media is kind of painting this the wrong way. That they they I think they think they want uh, boom or bust, or they want volatility. But uh, I don't think Denver that that is the uh, I don't think that's the um, what the energy Denver is trying to uh, put put out there. If uh, if Denver can just perform solidly, I think they have a good chance of. Uh, of getting Rodgers in there or um, uh, another elite prospect, another elite player who's established, who can't win a team, uh, can't win with his team in the current situation. <clears throat> okay, um, so I went over my dynasty team already. Let's do, so uh, you were aware based on how the Super Bowl uh, ended, if you're listening to uh, one of my prior podcasts, that I won money off of a futures bet last year that I had with uh, Tampa Bay, how I ended up getting the Bucks at like 21 to 1. Now, I made another futures bet. It's uh, not as much of a, a lock, I don't think, as uh, the other one. Like, I was very uh confident in uh the not very com- as confident as you can be in a 20 to <laughs> in a 20 to 1 bet uh I, I definitely thought brady would give me a run for my money um so um i did um do another futures bet i want to share with you guys uh and uh i took one team and i took that team to win the super bowl and um i just thought that Given uh, the circumstances, that it's the best value for money uh, bet that I can currently think of right now uh, in the NFL, because I actually think like part of my reasoning with Brady last year was that he, uh, with COVID and not no training camps and uh, and a rushed season uh, that was going to be very like consistency and Brady's consistency I thought would like uh would rule out and and it did but I think things are different now I think that uh the I think that the NFL is starting to catch up um and I can see a lot of teams winning this year I just think that the best um the best uh, pound for pound, dollar on dollar uh, value for your money right now is the bet that I took, and that's at twenty-seven to one. I took the uh, Los Angeles Chargers uh, to win the Super Bowl. For uh, I, I just did a little uh, seventy-five dollar bet for uh, two thousand and twenty-five. Uh, 
coming back my way if they win the Super Bowl. Obviously, there will be some hedging opportunities if they are in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, step by step process. <laughs> we'll see how they look. Uh, we'll we'll see how they look week one. But I think um, um, I just think um, they had a lot of. Uh, they had a lot of bad injury luck last year on the defensive side. Um, I liked a lot of how they looked preseason. I liked the energy that uh, they were running with. I think that the coaching change will uh, will do dividends uh, in, uh, in in the Chargers, and I think they could like le- like you know where I see the talent is there that they could be legitimately like a solid. Uh, a solid coach away from being able to put those ingredients together uh, in just the right way. They then uh, if they get a little bit better injury luck, because they're the one of the teams that I think has the uh, has an antidote to um, the Kansas City's and the Baltimore's of uh, of the world. That um, with the defense that they're. Uh, that they've amassed there that um it's uh i think that uh i think at 27 to 1 um that's just the best value bet for your money because if justin herbert looks anywhere near where he was last year and uh they don't have as much devastating uh injuries as they did last year that um they're really going to take a step forward with uh with the coaching so we're uh so we're we went and laid uh and laid um and laid down some money on that. So we're laid seventy five uh on the Chargers to win the to win the next Super Bowl. And uh I'll update you on uh, maybe I played a few more futures uh after um after week one. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. We'll update. We'll keep updating on that. Um, I'll keep giving my plays, uh, so in case you guys want to tail them or whatever. Now, um, <clears throat> let's go over uh, some of the week one uh, point spreads uh, as they are currently sitting, and uh, let's see if we can uh, find any value there. So. Uh, Let's just pull this up here. Sorry, guys. Wait a minute. So the first game uh, will be Tampa Bay and Dallas. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be at home. Uh, I got that at uh, on my book at a minus eight for Tampa Bay. Now, uh, a lot of this line, um, I don't have anything... Um, bet right now but uh, this is a play on game for me if um, news is coming out that Dak might not be there or if he is not going to be 100% then I'm looking to I'm looking to jump on uh, Tampa Bay anywhere under uh, minus 10 Um, so Keep an eye on that. Um, I guess the over/under right now sitting at uh, fifty point five. I don't really have a play on that. If um, if Dak is playing and Dak is healthy, if Dak is playing and Dak is healthy, I might even uh, lean to Dallas plus the points and uh, over fifty and a half. 
Um, it's a lot of points. Uh, but uh, keep an eye on the news there. I wouldn't jump on anything uh, quite uh, uh, right away. Um, but if Dak is playing and Brady's good, Brady's going to eat that defense alive. Uh, Dak should be able to do enough with the talent that they have to score, you know, 20, 25 points. And Tampa scores 30, 31, boom, over. I, uh, if Dak plays and Dak's healthy, I like the over 50 and a half more than I like the side. Uh, if Dak either is not playing or is not 100%, then I like Tampa Bay anywhere under minus 10. Uh, that was the Thursday. That's a TNF on uh, September the 9th. Now, September 12th, we got uh, the Eagles and the Falcons. And uh, Atlanta's at home, uh, lane three and a half to Philly. Um I don't really have this game isolated as a uh, huge play. I would lean Atlanta. Um, yeah, I'd lean Atlanta. Um, just think they'll be able to do enough at home to win by... Uh, they will win. They might win by three. They could win by four to seven also. Uh, so, you know, um, coin flip. Gun to my head, I'd take, uh, I'd take uh, Atlanta laying the, laying the three and a half. Uh, next up, Steelers at Bills. We got Buffalo. Buffalo in at uh, minus six and a half. Uh, over under of 50 and a half. This one I do not have. Um, uh, I do not have a strong take on. Um, Pittsburgh probably going to be healthy. I, I could see Pittsburgh giving Buffalo a tight game. I'll take uh, I'll take the points there. I'll take the six and a half if you force me to make a pick. Next game, uh, Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Cincinnati is getting three and a half points now. Um, a lot of this will depend on how Joe Burrow looks uh, coming at uh, four. Um, if Joe, if Joe Burrow looks 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 solid and looks like his. Uh, it looks like nothing is bothering him. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have a. Uh, I wouldn't have a tough time taking the three and a half. It could be a three point game. Uh, they're going to be able to put points up on Minnesota's soft ass defense. Um, they're at home. Yeah, if all things look good with Joe, um, not my strongest play again, uh, but uh, I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind uh, taking the points there in that situation. Next up, we got the San Francisco 49ers at Detroit. The Detroit Lions, uh, San Francisco's minus seven and a half. Uh, that is one of the plays that I like. I like San Fran minus a seven and a half. Uh, they're a very well established team at this point. Uh, you know, not much to say. Lions are on the up and up. Um, you know, could Lions give them a give them a tight one? Yes, of course. But uh, you know, San Fran's healthy. They have Jimmy G starting. Uh, they should. You know, they got all. They're seem to be clicking on all cylinders uh, are back healthy again so yeah i uh one of my stronger plays of the uh of the uh week one slate 
will be the San Francisco 49ers minus seven and a half. Next up, uh, we got the Arizona Cardinals uh, visiting Tennessee. Uh, the Titans are a minus three point favorite over the Arizona Cardinals with an over under of 51 and a half. Um, this is close. Um, it's really close. Uh, I would probably uh, take the points there with Arizona. Um, it's not. It's not one of my favorite plays. Um, <laughs> uh, anytime you got uh, you got AJ Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry on the offensive side, that has got to be a frightening prospect for any defense. So. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, it's um, it's not my favorite play, but uh, I think the I think Arizona can keep it tight. Uh, you know they're also healthy too. Um, next up, we got uh, the Seattle Seahawks uh, facing the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, that is also a one o'clock game. That's uh, at Indy. Um, Seattle Seahawks are minus one and a half. Um, this was off the board at uh, my site. Um, I would uh, I would play on Seattle. Um, looks as if uh, even if uh, Wentz is in there, um, he might not be a hundred percent. Even though they're at home, uh, I would uh, uh, if you can find it at your book. I would bet Seattle. That's that would be a strong play. My book does not have it, unfortunately. Uh, so it, it, um, it's not one of my official plays, but uh, I'm probably going to find somewhere I can bet that before uh, before the NFL season starts. Even if Wentz is in, I, I doubt he will be 100%. Next up, we got um, the LA Chargers taking on the Washington football team, which uh, when I got it, it was uh, minus one for, for the Chargers. It's went to minus one and a half now. Um, I like the Chargers. Uh, I mean, I did take them in my futures play to, <laughs> to win uh, to win uh, uh, the Super Bowl. So some consistency is nice, right? Uh, yes, uh, it would be weird if I took the uh, football team after uh, such a proclamation. But uh, yeah, so that is uh, one of my plays. That um, one of my stronger plays is uh, the Chargers over the football team, visiting the football team minus one and a half. Next up, uh, we will. Next up, we have, and also I'm looking at the line, uh, the total right now, forty-four and a half. Uh, that I I would uh, I might have to play on that uh, over. Um, but for now, just uh, uh, Chargers. Um, I do like that. I do kind of like that over-under. Um, okay, so the uh, next game up is the New York Jets versus the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers are minus four and a half favorites. Uh, I, bu- I bought the Jets at plus four. So uh, they c- it could still be the same on my book. I'm just going by the um, by the uh, ESPN lines right now. So uh, minus four or minus four or sorry plus four or plus four and a half. Take it with the Jets. Uh, I think uh, I've seen enough from uh, Zach Wilson 
to know uh, to know what he's capable of. And um, I think Jets really revamped uh, the team. They got a great offensive line. Uh, they finally got someone they can trust in the backfield. Uh, a little bit better wide receivers, plus a decent defense. I think they can give Carolina uh, problems. Um, I'll take the four and a half, but they could win the game outright. I uh, I might have to make a play on the money line for the Jets. Also, like who knows if Wilson is as good as uh, as good as he's been in the preseason in regular NFL games. That then. Uh, then this uh, pl- this plus four plus four and a half against the Panthers is going to seem like a gift. <laughs> That's all I can say. Uh, next on the docket, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting, or not hosting, getting hosted by the Houston Texans. Um, Texans are a plus three uh, dog in one of the more confusing lines of the week. Um, Texans, regardless of their quarterback situation, have a more talented roster than the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would say. Uh, you know, they they have weapons. They have, uh, you know, they should... The, 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 so it seems like a situation where it's the wrong team favored uh, at this point to me. Um, so I'm just going to go with Houston. Uh, you know, Jack, say that Jacksonville has some growing pains with... Uh, with uh uh the new system they're going to implement and like you know i don't even to beat texans it's not reasonable to expect them to just come out and start being world beaters it might take some time to gel even though we just seen uh trevor lawrence had a great game uh, in which he threw two touchdowns for the preseason making all the uh, elite level throws that you would uh, want him to make, but even still, he could still look great, and uh, uh, and and they just hang around in in the game uh, and win uh, and win by a point or two. Um, so just give me the plus money. I think it could be a tight game. Uh, give me the plus points uh, if it's a, if it's at three. Why not? Um, say Houston keeps it close. Um, so that's that's one of my stronger plays as well. Uh, the next up, we got uh, this is the finally the 425 game. The all these sets previous besides the first one, which was on the Thursday, were the one o'clock on Sundays. Uh, so now we have the Cleveland Browns taking on the Kansas City Chiefs at home. Chiefs at home are laying six points to these Browns with an over under of 53 flat. And uh, a strong play. Uh, this game falls into the strong play category for me. Uh, and I will be taking Kansas City with a minus six. I uh, think maybe this, uh, you know, little too reactionary on the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs O-line. And uh, Mahomes with a full season to rest and recover. And the Chiefs skill position players to rest and recover. And they'll come out gunslinging. They'll uh, beat this spread handily. Uh, not to say that uh, the Browns are an easy victory. I think that the Browns are a dark horse uh, Super Bowl contender this year. Uh, they're one of the teams I considered laying some money on, but I do like the Chargers just a little bit better. Uh, I do like the quarterback situation a little bit better. 
Uh, so um, I think Cleveland can still get them get themselves in the race and get themselves in contention to win a Super Bowl. But uh, right out the gates at home versus Kansas City, I think they will prove a little uh, a little overwhelming. Um, a little overwhelming for the Brownies just right then and there. So, uh, one of my another one of my stronger plays is the Chiefs at uh, minus six. If you can get it anywhere under minus seven, that's golden. Um, next up, we got another four twenty-five game. It's the Miami Dolphins taking on the New England Patriots. Now, um, the line is uh, minus three for New England. I don't have a I don't have a super strong play. Uh, both situations are kind of weird right now. Um, this game's kind of a fade for me. Uh, you want to kind of get more information about both these teams. Uh, you know, if Mac Jones and Tua play, I would. It's an over under forty five. I might just tickle the under. Um, and uh, I guess I would. Uh, I guess I would take. I guess I would take the Pats at uh, minus three. I wouldn't like it though. Like I would, buy, I'd probably buy it down to two and a half and say they win by a field goal. Uh, because you know, with Mac Jones starting, the Miami's defense isn't going to be bad. I just that's that's one that I'm not uh, that I would like more information on both teams and see how they play uh, before, but. Uh, uh, you know, if you force me to make a pick, I would go New England by a point, by a half point down. Get them at, uh, get them at minus two and a half. Uh, if you like the Dolphins, buy a point up and get them at plus three and a half. Uh, next up, we have uh, the Packers at the Saints. Uh, strong play of mine, Green Bay minus three. Uh, I'm about it, about it. Uh, just because we've seen Jameis torch the Jacksonville uh, secondary in preseason does not mean that uh, he will be doing the same to Jair Alexander and uh, the rest of uh, the pack and uh, New Orleans Saints uh, secondary sufficiently garbage enough for uh, Aaron Rodgers to uh, light it up in hopefully what will be the... Uh, one of many to come of Aaron Rodgers' uh, farewell Green Bay tour. Um, so I'm taking the Green Bay Packers minus three. Uh, next up, we have the Denver Broncos at the New York Giants. Uh, spread for this is Denver minus two and a half visiting New York. Uh, I like Denver. It's not a. Uh, it's not a good play. It's not like a. Um, a lock, a super lock uh, by any means. But uh, give me Denver, Teddy, two gloves. I think he'll do uh, just enough to, uh, to, to be able to uh, win this game against New York. I think uh, Denver's secondary is just going to give Daniel Jones fits. Uh, Daniel Jones will be making lots of mistakes this game probably, uh, you know, with Ch Chubb and Miller back at full uh, full health, um, plus uh, you know the emergence of uh, Sertan and uh, uh, the hopeful emergence of Sertan, their rookie, uh, that Denver can make life a living hell for Daniel Jones. So I guess 
you know, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna move this up. This is a you know not a medium play that I do genuinely like Denver this game. Uh, it's only minus one and a half, so uh, that's a play for me also. Um, and the next up is a night game, Chicago at uh, the LA Rams. That's an eight o'clock, eight twenty uh, game at LA. The LA Rams are minus seven and a half point favorites against the Chicago Bears. Uh, uh, if uh, Andy Dalton's starting, I would like the Rams minus seven and a half. I guess not a super strong play. Chicago's defense is still pretty good. Um, you know, Stafford is getting acclimated to the system. Um, you know, uh, Cam Akers is out. Like, it's going to be uh, it's a lot of points. That's a lot of points for a good defense like Chicago. Jeez. Uh, ugh. I say uh, fade. <laughs> fade that game. That one's, uh, that one's too tight. That one's a little too close for comfort. Uh, and the last game, um, we got Baltimore at the Las Vegas Raiders. And um, we got Baltimore minus four and a half point favorites. Uh, I think the Ravens get it done here. I think they uh, beat the Raiders by a touchdown or better. So there you have it. That uh, That's me going through game for game. Now, I did actually make a uh, parlay. So uh, I'm probably going to be betting a lot of these games uh, solo, uh, singly, and uh, betting them game by game. But I I just wanted to uh, share the parlay that I just made. I got one, you know, I got one uh, super long shot parlay that we're hoping for comes through. So I got a six game uh, parlay. We got Packers, Packers minus three, Chiefs minus six, Jets plus four, Chargers minus one, Texans plus three, and San Fran minus seven and a half. Six game parlay, uh, 40... $45 to win 2017. So, best of luck to me. Uh, I'm glad that the NFL season is coming back and in full swing. Uh, what are your bets? What are you guys making? Uh, uh, you guys got any futures, uh, futures bets that you like? Let me know in the comment section below. Uh, until next time, this has been TWA2K Sports. Uh, stay tuned on uh, the other side. We will bring you your uh, re real life news on the other side, which uh, usually I do that first and the sports second. But hey, I wanted to switch it up in favor uh, or in respect to uh, the NFL football season just starting and just around the corner. Hope you enjoyed it. I'll uh, put the time links in the description below if you wanted to uh, just watch uh, The World According to Kyle's regular episode for, uh, for the seventh show. All right, everybody. Take care. Good luck.